This is E-Retailer Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Now the host of E-Retailer Conversations with Principal of Profits Plus Solutions, here's your host, Tom Shea, and co-host, Bill Kendi. And with that, we are glad that all of you could join us for our program tonight. We know all of you have had a busy day in your business. We trust it was a profitable day for each of you, and we're glad that you would want to come and join us as we're doing this on a Thursday night, once a month, every month for the last nine years, and we like to find an expert. We like to talk about business, and tonight will be no exception. So let's, uh, let's see. Let me take care of details before we bring in everybody who's supposed to be a part of the program. Uh, this is the 4th of May, 2017, e-retailer conversation brought to you by Profits Plus Solutions, our website, profitsplus.org. Tonight's session, as with all the other ones, is recorded. It's available on the website probably sometime late tonight as our information stud, uh, Bruce Giroux. To others, he may be an IT guy, but to us, he is the info stud. And Bruce will have this available on the profitsplus.org website in two formats, it will be an MP3 file that you can put down in an iPod or iPhone or i whatever it is. It's a similar device that you want to listen with. And it will be up on the Profits Plus website that you can simply click and listen to it. And we don't even mind if you download it and hold on to it or even share it with somebody else. We're just glad to have the information available. Uh, during the course of the program, we are going to be monitoring the uh, emails, so if you are responding to editor at profitsplus.org or to Tom Shea at profitsplus.org, we will be uh, watching for any last-minute questions that come in. And uh, let's see, we'll also be watching our Facebook page, too, for those who want to uh, send a message by uh, by that method. Ooh, that's a lot. Okay, uh, so that being said, uh, welcome to May, everyone. Uh, our co-host joins us from uh, Michigan, where it's probably a whole lot colder than it has. But I have ju- was just up in that neck of the woods last week, and on the 1st of May, dadgum, it was snowing. And I go, this is just wrong, 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 snowing on the on the 1st of May in Minnesota. But I hope that's passed for all of them at this point. Co-host has been with us for many years, the person to whom we regret for having came up with the idea of how the program uh, rolls today. Coming to us from uh, Holt, Michigan, somewhere near Lansing, Michigan, Bill Kendi. Bill, you there? I'm in Lansing, Michigan, Tom. Are you down in the windy Florida? Uh, Surprisingly, the storm has blown apart and uh, has decided to go north and south of us. But uh, here in Florida, we definitely definitely need the rain. But some, again, we are not getting it. Are you really? You're really that dry down there, right? Forest fires, the whole nine yards. So welcome mm. to the program, sir. Glad to have you. Well, thanks for having me again. When are you going to get tired of me? I don't know. So tonight, <laughs> uh, other than it also being um, the program, you know, tonight is a special night. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what tonight is, don't you? I'm not going to. I, I know you're going to tell me, Tom. It's May the 4th. Right? So I've seen those T-shirts all over everywhere today. Today is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh, my God. I was going to ask you. I'm not that smart. What is the connection? May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Hmm. May the 4th be with you. That's actually pretty clever. Isn't it, though? Yeah. So we've we right, so we got a good program tonight. Um, we, we found us an expert. We have kind of steered away from a lot of this topic, and, but tonight we're going to uh, dive right into it. Um, let's see. Let's, um, let's get right to our, our guest for tonight. Young lady coming to us from West Coast, just near San Diego, California. Young lady's name is Crystal Vilkaitis. 
And Crystal's uh, website is heycrystalmedia.com. And Crystal is the go-to expert with regard to social media specific to the audience that is our industry. Uh, Crystal teaches um, social media. Uh, she's a speaker, and um, she owns a company called Crystal Medium that's uh, especially niching into teaching social media for small business owners. And she works with those of us in the industry, showing us how to uh, save time in what we do, try to uh, gain the confidence from all this scary electrical stuff that goes on there, and show us how to take and increase exposure of our businesses to people that we're targeting, uh, how to increase foot traffic for those who are brick and mortar stores, and of course, foot traffic and online attention that relates to being sales. Uh, she has a number of things that she's created, one of which is uh, she has a membership group that's called Social Edge. And we think that she's kind of the person that we want to talk to. A uh, couple of websites we'll point you to. One is her website, heycrystalmedia.com, and uh, the one for her program is called socialedge.co, okay, not co, not dot com, dot co. And uh, with that being said, uh, Crystal, you out there with us? I am here. Hello, gentlemen. May the force be with you. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> and the force with you. And uh, let's see. I'm, I, I'm still one movie behind in watching. I only caught the first hour on the flight of it this past week, and uh, mm. I, I, I will catch up somewhere in the near future. But thank you for joining us. I appreciate that you would come and um, be with us and, and share this because this is always an item that people are, are, are looking to uh, to talk about. Uh, and we have questions. We have a bunch of questions that we want to uh, run by you. And uh, uh, with that being said, let's uh, let's take and let's just get right started to it. Uh, first question is: People who are going to use social media, regardless of which one they use, and when we categorize social media, we are going to include things such as websites. We're going to include blogs. We're going to include all the social medias that Crystal will talk about during the course of the program. But the first question, a very appropriate one, comes from a friend up in Minnesota who I believe is listening with us tonight. His name is Gary. Gary, if you're out there, hello, my friend. And I think it's the best question out there. So you're going to create this, and you want people to see your message out there. How do you get people who have been to your website, people who have called you if you are a service business, and people who have walked into your store if you are a brick-and-mortar store. How do you get these people to decide to give contact information if you're going to send uh, an electronic newsletter, to give name, address, phone number, that kind of stuff, if you're going to use uh, postcards or letters that you're going to send to people, or how do you get somebody to decide that they're going to find your social media page product online and decide that they're going to click that button to say they want to connect with you, follow with you, be with you, whatever it is. How do you do that? So that does seem sure. to be an item. Yeah, I mean, there was kind of a lot of questions tucked into that one, so I'll try yeah, to... Yeah, Gary's that way. He... I know yeah. Gary quite well, and that is Gary's thing. He's uh, okay. he's full of questions. Well, good. And, I mean, I'm in an industry that a lot of people have a lot of questions, especially since it's changing so often. And so what I'm really hearing from this question is how do we get information from these people if they are in our store or if they're on our website or they're on our, they stumble on our Facebook page, how are we collecting more info so we can keep talking to them and keep sending them promotions or new items, event information, and information about us. So a couple of ideas for you, Gary. Um, when it comes to your website specifically, I would make sure that you have the Facebook pixel on your website. So what that pixel does is it tracks the traffic of people that come to the site, and it allows you to create audiences out of those people that you can then target 
on Facebook. So you're kind of remarketing to those people. So if I've been okay, your so website. Let's, let's ask this one, Crystal. You say the pixel. Okay. What are we calling it? Are you saying the picture, in essence? The little uh, Facebook icon? No, it's, it's called the pixel, Facebook pixel, P-I-X-E-L. And it's a, um, it's a piece of code that you add to all your web pages. So you get your web oh. It is a quick. <laughs> it is a quick ad, um, but it allows you to track those people that have been to the site, and then lets you remarket to them when they're on Facebook. So getting that additional exposure. Right. Okay. So, so now, if that now that's for Facebook. What about all the others? Uh, we'll, sure. we'll, do, we'll go through each of them. What about all the ele- other electronics? How, what's what's the process for doing those ones? So then as far as like growing your email list could be an option too. Like I'm a big advocate for growing email database or cell phone numbers. More retailers are getting into and small businesses are getting into text messaging. So we want to build those platforms where we own that data. It's our networks versus you know, our Facebook fans, we don't own those people. So if we're building our email list, a way to do that is, I mean, when people are in your business, asking them to join your email list, as simple and easy as that is, um, ask them. Tell them why they should join. Another idea for you is what we call a lead magnet. So you create something that typically is a digital um, asset. So it could be special discount to your business or a special offering, mm-hmm. service, um, or it could also be information. So like if you have a liquor store and you have this kind of a cheat sheet on wine pairings, best red wines for all dinner ideas, you know, Monday through Friday or something like that. So it's helpful information and you create that guide or you give those discounts and in exchange for getting that you're giving the email address you're asking for that opt-in so you can have that opt-in form on your website on social media facebook's got a specific ad called the lead ad oh go ahead do you have a question there well i can be just something like as as simplistic as doing a giveaway at your store or just about anything, just to get that, which is, leads me to another quick question, since I might, one of my issues in life, Crystal, is I'm just not a very social guy, so you're going to have to educate me a little bit. But, you know, I mean, just do something elementary like that, or, you know, but the big thing is you don't, really all you need is the name in the phone, or the, the email address, and maybe a, a zip code or a city, correct? Is there any correct. reason more... You know, I, I always like to have the their birth date as well. You know, if you do have some kind of program where you're sending them something for their birthday, that's always nice. Or if you're calling them and wishing them a happy birthday, yeah. we've got some businesses that kind of go above and beyond and do that. Um, does that, depending on the does that eliminate or distrust the response that you're going to get for the other information? Or does, does it not bother people? Uh, I didn't catch the first part. But are you saying is that asking for that birthday, does that – make people not want to join? Is that what you're saying? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm just wondering. Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, typically if it's if it's a business that I am I'm in the store or I'm really excited about the products and I, I have maybe already a relationship with them or I don't yet, but I like what I'm seeing online or on their site or in their store, yeah. I'm going to want to get information from them typically. You know, a lot of people... Well, you'll have people who say no, whether you're asking for just an email or other information. But if I want to know and be the first to know what's new or get invite um, event invitations, things like that, like I'm going to want to stay in touch with that business. However, I prefer to be in touch with them if it's email or texting, things like that. So, so I think it's just a, really important for the business to be upfront with how often they're sending and what they're sending, what it means by giving the email address. Uh, so the consumer kind of feels comfortable with getting those messages. Okay. So let me ask this question then. In getting your messages, uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts on when you're sending 
a message to your customer, wherever you're, whatever we're doing, Facebook, YouTube, however we're going to send it out to people. And let's use brick-and-mortar retailers as an example. What kind of message? What, what, do we, what, do you wanna, what are you advising people who are part of your group? What are you telling them what kind of message they need to be sending out to their customers? Sure. So one of the best things that they can be posting is new product arrivals. Because people, so if we're looking at the brick and mortar, people love knowing what's new, what just came in. And if you can do that through video, ideally, is going to be the best way. I mean, each platform works a little different on what kind of content will perform better. But if you can showcase what you just got in, what's new, like the unboxing is a pretty popular thing where they're just pulling it right out of the box, right as it came into the store, talking about the item, giving the price. Um, another content idea is just telling your story and telling people, like, kind of being more human and showing behind the scenes of the business, why did you start your store or your business. Um, tell a little bit about your story or staff or things that they're loving in the store. What do they love about working at the store? And just kind of create more of this human aspect with your content because we we buy from people. We buy from people we know, like, and trust, and we have this outlet to share that as independents. Great opportunity to do that where you've got your big boxes. They just they can't do that. So stories, new products, event invitations is a good one uh, that we've seen a lot of great success. I would, uh, I would send out those invites using a Facebook event page. Again, you're going to do things a little different on, on each platform. And then also just kind of like crowd, what I call crowdsourcing, asking your audience, you know, about products that you're thinking about selling or asking them what they're doing locally, like what's going on this weekend in your area. Just kind of building this conversation around the similar type of products you sell, industry you're in, location you're based out of, to really build that relationship with your customers. So let's ask this question then. Uh, and I am, I'm baiting you on, on this one in the sense that most people know I have very strong feelings about the answer. Mm. If, uh, if you as a retailer obtain, because I've given you my information, and I don't care how you're going to contact me, or if you're going to use a MailChimp, Constant Contact, a Facebook, a Twitter, uh, I don't care if you're going to use YouTube, print newsletters, uh, postcards, whatever. Once you've got that information from me, I'd like to know, ask you to share with everyone, your thoughts with regard to the idea of you as the retailer sending to me item and price advertising. Mm. So my thoughts on that, is I think that there is a, a channel for doing that and having, like, posting item and price on an Instagram and Facebook does work really well. It does sell items. But it wouldn't be the only content that you're posting. You do have a blend, so there should be other things that you are, you're posting. Um, and if you have, like, if we're looking at an email send, I think that if you have what I recommend doing is have segmented lists of people. And if you have a certain email that is just item and, and price and people want to know about that, they can subscribe to that. Like there are people we work with that want to know what's new and, and get it first before it's gone. So I think you would do a disservice by not offering that information. But if you're just constantly sending that information and not adding any other kind of value and, and offers to them and connecting with them, I'm not a fan of that. Like, that's so much of just push, 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 like really kind of selling yourself, and, and you really have to connect and build a relationship and have a conversation. So, well, I would love yeah. to know your thoughts on it, Tom, since I don't know. Well, uh, I'm not fond of item and price, and when I say item and price, uh, the idea of, all sweaters on sale this weekend, 20% off. Uh, use the liquor store example. Jack Daniels, one liter bottle, sale price this weekend. And where you make a constant sequence 
mm-hmm. what your what your communication with me is. You're saying, "Here's my price specials. Here's my price special." Uh, and my reason for that comes from experience that in seeing that happen, uh, what you're creating are customers who are trained to price shop. Totally. Yep. Yeah, it, it, sometimes it depends on where you position your store, but I agree with you. Um, oh, yeah, it, if you're Billy Bob's discount house of whatever it is, right, by yeah, all right. means, climb down in there. But if you are trying to come up with some kind of a nice image and you have hopes that someday right. someone's going to take and pay you full price for something and all they see in your advertising is item and price, it's a little hard for them to walk in the door at one point in time to say, here it is. Hey, well, oh, we said, 20 past the hour, so we've got to take a first station break. Everybody stay tuned. Don't go away. This is E-Retailer Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. And so with E-Retailer Conversations for May the 4th, 2017, with Bill Kendi, Tom Shea, our guest tonight, is Crystal Vilkaitis, who is the CEO of HeyCrystalMedia.com. Crystal, as you are hearing tonight, is a specialist dealing with social media, and we have lots of questions. If you want to find Crystal, uh, the way to find her are this ways. One is HeyCrystalMedia.com, or you can email her, which is Crystal at CrystalMedia.co. You can also see the website for her group that she's created, which is SocialEdge.co. And the phone number for Crystal Media is 858 Three nine seven five three one zero. So here's our our next question. Let's see. Let's go for the number five. And with that, Crystal, let me ask you: sequence of most important down to fifth place of all the social media out there. Who's number one? Facebook. What's the most important one? I would say Facebook. Okay, we're going to go Facebook first place, okay? Yep. Who you got for number two? So number two, if we're assuming that the audience does not sell online, do you want to assume the audience does sell online or does not? We've got some of both. We'll, you know, we'll let you put a uh, 2A, 2B in there if you like. Okay. So if the audience does sell online, and there is a little bit dependent upon the types of products as well, but Pinterest, would be number two. If they don't okay. sell online, Pinterest is going to go down to the bottom at five. It's hard okay. to connect with local audience there. Um, okay. So if they don't sell online, I would put Instagram as number two. Instagram? Yep. Okay. And then, okay. Uh, and then I would put YouTube next. YouTube can be great for either way if they sell online or not, but of course they've got to be creating videos <coughs> to hang up. But um, and then we would, and then Twitter is going to be at the bottom, um, especially for local businesses. Right there with Pinterest. Okay. Sell, yeah, that's kind of. I would place those guys there. Twitter's a, a little bit of a tougher animal. We're seeing that platform shift a little bit, so it can be relevant for some, but I put it at the bottom of the list. Okay, so let's repeat it. Facebook, number one, across the board, regardless. If you're online, we're going to put Pinterest at number two. We're going to drop to five. Uh, Next choice is going to be Instagram, followed by YouTube and Twitter. Um, So I'm curious in looking at things that you don't have on the list. a newsletter. I don't see email. Um, a blog. So those I can, yeah, those I don't really consider social. I consider more like digital tools. So if we were to look at it that way, Facebook's still going to be number one. Uh, email is going to come in at number two across the board, whether you sell online or not. Um, I would put blog uh, lower on the list if you don't sell online. <coughs> higher if you do. Okay. Right. So, Crystal, I have a question I want to interject here. Yeah. 
because, Tom, you brought up a good point, and, and to that same scenario, um, you know, I was going to say, like, you, you know, if we go back to some basic, really basic stuff, Crystal, like what, you know, Tom, it, it sounds like you're kind of having a tendency to put, you know, uh, constant contact and email blasts and some of that stuff in with some of the stuff you're talking about, Crystal, and I'm sensing from you that there's a you categorized media into three groups. And let me let me just I'll make it quick. You know, I I, I categorize them actually in three groups too. Like I've got what I call paid advertising. And then I have things that are paid, but like Tom that would include things like um, a, uh, a a blog or, you know, maybe an email bass, even though I know that that's kind of paid for. But in my mind it's more of that venue, and then there's social media. Is that how you look at things, Crystal? Are they are they three leg groups in your mind, or do you classify like time does everything under social? Yeah, I, I certainly have groups as well. Mine are, are social media, email, video, and mobile. So video mm -hmm. can be through those channels, but I do kind of have it in its own bucket um, yeah. because you can do some other things with it. So yeah, I kind of have four buckets. Oh, okay. So you got okay. I just wondered how you differentiate all of them. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then and I guess even then I guess technically I have a fifth bucket, which is more website, and that would be your website, whether you sell online or it's informational, and then blog as well. So they all work together. They're all you know they feed right. off of each other, but I put them in separate categories. Okay. Well, in terms of social media. You know, the one that I want to get into more of a time up, you don't mind me making this leap here a little bit, because um, let's say you have a, a, a small business owner. He says, okay, I'm taking however he calculates, and, and I'm going to put it all under the advertising budget. Uh, if I take this and he goes, okay, well, I'm doing a radio schedule and I'm doing this, you know, in, in, in my humble little mind, I classify that as what I call pain and controllable. And then I've got my electronic stuff like my website and I'm by maybe buying ads, you know, and then I have my social media. How do you look at it when you, you know, consult people, Crystal? How do you say you got, I'm going to pull a figure out of my wherever. You know, you got 5% of gross sales that we put towards advertising. Do you say to sure. people, well, you have to take 25% of that and put it in social? Because it still costs something. You yeah. Know, whether you got yeah. somebody monitoring at posting or whatever, it's still an expenditure that you have to take out of that appropriated money. And I'll shut up now and let you talk. <laughs> so it's a really great question. It's a frequently asked question of kind of the budget and what what falls in the budget, what's the percentage. And we we teach kind of how to figure out what works for you, but there is an element of testing in this. So, um, for example, like we've got retailers who – 25% of the budget is dedicated to Facebook ads, and they're not including their staff, like the person who's managing the social media, as an okay. advertising expense or social media budget. They're looking at that as staff. Um, and so they're just the dollars are spending for advertising that paid placement, and then they'll, you know, they also have radio or billboard or TV. Um, then I have retailers who were doing all the print, not really social media, started social and, and running with like a 200 a month Facebook ad budget, saw really great results from it, better than any of the print, and entirely stopped all other advertising channels, and now 100% of their budget is at Facebook ads. So it is a little bit, that's where I say the testing, like what I recommend is you can start somewhere, like you can start as low as a dollar a day on Facebook, but maybe you can do $5 a day if that, that allows you $150 a month to start somewhere with Facebook. And if you're seeing those results increase where whether people are buying on your site or they're coming into the store or they're, you know, calling from posts that you're, you're publishing, then increase the budget by 25%. So if we're doing $10 a day, then we're doing $12.50, and we're just adding a little bit more to that, and really measuring what the results are across the board. So I don't necessarily have a retailer where I say, like, this is the percentage you should be using for your social media, because everybody varies upon 
what they're selling and, and price points and location and, and how they're currently advertising today. Mm -hmm. So we're at the bottom of the hour, and uh, let's take our evening station break. Tell everyone our guest tonight is Crystal Vilkaitis, who's the CEO of Crystal Media. Her website is HeyCrystal, like H-E-Y, HeyCrystalMedia.com. Uh, you can get a hold of her at Crystal at crystalmedia.co, and their phone number out in Pacific Time Zone is 858-397-5310. And our tradition, Crystal, at this point, as we had asked you, we always take and play a, a little commercial, which is actually just turns out to be a song that uh, we've asked you to pick. And tonight we'll uh, we play this and let you explain to it. And it's, the sad part is, Bill, you and I both love this song. Uh, we only get to get about 90 seconds in, so let's take a station break. <laughs> So why are we playing the song? I just, I love that song. I can't not dance to it. It's funny. We have glass uh, doors and walls here in our office, and my employee, Eric, has watched me dance while, we're, while you were playing that. Um, it's just one of those songs that gets me in a good mood and pumps me up. If I'm having a hard time getting into a project or getting something done, I, I play that, and it just, I, it motivates me. It's just such a good one. I was really hoping you were going to tell me that you specifically played that because you knew that I'm from the Detroit area, right? Oh, and that, that I can't believe I forgot <laughs> Well, it was worth a shot with that guy. Actually, yeah. I'm from Detroit, but that's okay. Nothing cool. like a little uh, Motown. Yeah, right. Okay, so all right, you were talking about coaching people who own businesses in their spending of dollars for their social media advertising. And we know, Bill particularly, because he spends a lot of his time in the sporting goods industry. And from one of the major wholesalers in that trade, uh, I read the re report where they were saying last year was the tipping point for their industry in which more people... Uh, were spending their dollars into the social media than they were spending into the traditional television, radio, newspaper, magazine type of stuff. Yeah. So hearing that, but there's a, then a question that I want to turn in and ask back to you. I was with a group on Monday, and one of the providers in the industry had people pick up their phone or their tablets and type in a product which their company produced, and in the search engine up came their product right off the bat. But this person giving the presentation comments says, now, you see that little green word there to the left? It says ad? Okay, we paid for that. 
And we paid $8 million (laughs) last year in doing that with all of the products, and they've got a lot, a lot of products to, to make that happen. But at the same time as I'm seeing that, I also read articles that say as to what people are reading, what people are believing, that they will more likely click on a link that does not say ad than mm-hmm. it does say ad for the you know for the very same link wherever it's going to that people more quickly will follow the non ad. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would ask you about that, and then bleeding over from that into uh, Facebook. When I am scrolling through the pages and looking at stuff, and I see something, but then I see the word "sponsored" underneath it, uh, I'm going, "Hmm, I wonder how many people now at that point." What well, so? Give us some insight towards spending dollars for social media, spending dollars for search engines uh, advertising. What's What's been your experience? What's your thoughts? Sure. Well, so I am not an SEO or AdWords specialist. I have ran ads in the past, and I can kind of speak to it, but it's not something that we specialize in. I do know that we have retailers. It's very effective for them. It's, it's one of their, I mean, the top traffic generator for them. Um, with AdWords and location-based marketing is really what they're focusing on versus like an e-commerce site that they're driving traffic to. Um, on the Facebook side, which I do have a little bit more information and experience with, for our retailers and really any business that's using a Facebook business page, if you're not either using Facebook Live, their live streaming, or ads, you're pretty much not getting any kind of reach or engagement or exposure on what you're posting. So we're spending the time publishing our posts, yet nobody's really seeing it. So we've got to be advertising for our content to be seen. But to your point of the consumer responding differently when they're seeing an ad or sponsored versus it being organic results, um, you know, with Facebook, they've got so much data on the users And what's really amazing for marketers that are advertising through Facebook, we can create and find our perfect customer. And as long as the creative, the image, and the copy connects to those people who are going to see that ad, it doesn't matter if it says sponsored or not. You've really got to connect to me. You're interrupting my experience on Facebook where I'm connecting with friends and family. So it's got to be something that really captures me and relates to me. And so I'll read it. I'll click. I'll go. But I think that's definitely a missed opportunity for a lot of people marketing is they're just not paying attention to the creative, that element, and really matching it with the right audience. I will say, too, with Google, it's funny. I never click on the ad when I see an ad um, with the top placement. I'm always looking for the organic results. But Facebook, however, many times I've clicked on sponsored and bought things right from Facebook uh, even though it was an ad because it was so targeted to me. So each site would use it a little different. I look at the ad times and I think, okay, I know that if I click on this, they're going to pay. And it's like, do I really want this person to have to pay for this or shall I just scroll down a bit further down the page? And yeah, see I do the same thing. <laughs> what's there? I'm thinking, now I know the person well, who owns this business. I, I need to be nice to them and not yeah. make and uh, have them pay whatever it is that they're paying for this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Before I break, Crystal, I'd like to ask you kind of, once again, taking extension of that. So you you do all this and you decide what you want to put your your, uh, precedence for, if you will, and then you do this stuff. My question becomes, how do you measure it all? Mm -hmm. You can talk about clicks and you can talk about this and views and all of that. And... Most expensively, how does somebody that looking to drive traffic in their store, uh, how do you actually isolate it and measure it so it's got meaningful terms? You know, I know it's a huge subject. You don't have enough time to really address it, but if you could just touch on it, it would be, that'd be great. Sure. 
So there is an element of social that is hard to measure, just like a billboard or if I saw something in the newspaper or magazine. Um, so having, you know, having your staff ask what brought you in, but that doesn't always lead to us knowing if it was a Facebook post or an Instagram post. Um, some ways that you can really track it is if you are giving a specific code, like, for example, we had a florist who was doing a Mother's Day promotion and started a video off with a special code, SB Mother's Day, and you could save 25% if you called in from Facebook. And she had over 30 orders, over $3,000 in sales that she knew came directly from Facebook because they all use that code. Um, if we're something that's very exciting that is uh, now live, which is offline conversion tracking, so through Facebook, you can track if somebody saw an ad and if that person came in and purchased, and you're measuring it against the sales data from your POS system. You're exporting that out of your system, importing it into Facebook, matching it amongst those dates that you ran those ads to see if those people came in and purchased. So that is a newer feature. I'll tell you it's still a little buggy and, and um, a little technical. I think that we're going to we're going to see more of that. I know that Facebook is working on uh, if you have location services turned on on your on your smartphone, and you saw an ad on Facebook on your mobile device, and then walked into the store, they'll be able to give you those metrics as well. So you don't even have to check in or buy anything; just the fact that you walked in. Um, so. Better tracking is coming, but right now asking people, doing special codes. We also have a lot of retailers who will do like a video and then people come in and say, loved your video, where's that bag that you were featuring, and, and they buy it. And it's just a matter of writing that stuff down and tracking that information. So in, in looking at videos, uh, we want to come back and, and talk to you about them in just a moment with YouTube. Uh, and, uh, uh, one of my favorite ad series on YouTube is the Will It Blend series. Oh. Uh, we, have, we have business that we need to uh, take care of because um, every month uh, you know, we have this program. We find a different guest who comes and joins us for an hour. And... Uh, then we have to, as soon as this program's over, we got to go find somebody else because we got to bring, some, bring something else to them for next month. Isn't that how it goes, Bill? Pardon me? I say, isn't that how it goes? Every month we got to go find somebody else to come and bring the guest, for, be the guest for the following month? Well, you know, I was just going to say that I think we have someone incredibly special for next month coming in terms of being an expert on. Uh, yeah, we do. Joining us for the June program is going to be Beth Carroll. And we found Beth Carroll as the creator of this really awesome website, smallshopper.com. And joining us today from Indiana, Beth Carroll, are you there? I am, Tom. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for having the time available to to join us. Um, so somewhere along the line, we managed to find you and found this awesome website that you have created, smallshopper.com. And mm -hmm. uh, for those who are listening in tonight's program and have not been to your website, why don't you tell a little bit about how it came to be and uh, what its purpose is. Okay. Um, I was with my daughter, and we traveled to Charleston, South Carolina, and we wanted to find some locally owned boutiques while we were there. And when we headed downtown, I think it's King Street, the, the big street down there, all we saw were Forever 21 and all the chains that, that we have back home. So we weren't all that excited, and we tried to Google independently owned boutiques. But without knowing the name of those, we couldn't find them. So it was a real challenge. I think we found one. Um, and I'm sure there were much, many, many more in that city. So I just started thinking uh, that there must be a way for me to create a site where people could look for independently owned shops anywhere in the, in the country, and they could search for them without knowing their name by location or by brand names that they carry. Um, 
just so that it, it makes it easier for us to find independently owned stores. So I put it out there, and I've invited any independently owned boutique to sign up for free. Um, they can have a basic listing for free. They can put their address in there. It has a map locator. They can put in keywords and brand names that they carry. And then a shopper who's looking for a store in their town, if they come you know, to Indianapolis, where I am, for instance, they can put in Indianapolis, and it'll pop up all of the independently owned stores in Indianapolis. You can sort them by type of store. So if you're just looking for a kid's store or a ladies' clothing store, you can search that way. Um, so I think it's a pretty cool site. Just trying to get the name out there and getting people to join is the challenge. Well, I think that's awesome because I, I do understand exactly what you're saying about when you go into a town, how much they can look so much like it's the same thing that you've got at home and you'd right. like to experience something that's local, whether it's mm -hmm. local made or just the fact of it's a neat experience to visit a shop and know that the person who's running the shop owns the shop, lives local, right. and can give you good reasons as to why they carry the various products they do. They they do make for some awesome businesses. They do, and every, so, every independently owned shop is different. No two are exactly alike, so you're, you're experiencing a lot of variety. And that's what makes life fun, is the idea yeah. of it's, oh my gosh, uh, I found something different. Like, I was in Frederick, Maryland a couple of weeks ago, and there was a store, and it's called... Uh, Pop Shop, North Market Pop Shop. And like you would walk into a store and see all kinds of bottles of different wine. They do it with soft drinks. Oh, fun. And it's like, what a treat. And just go, yes, I remember this one as a kid. I know this is from this town. And, and to listen to the lady who owns it tell you all the neat things as to how she found these different ones and to hear her passion for what it is mm -hmm. that she's selling. That's just, right. that's awesome. Well, your sounds neat now, and also uh, we we found out uh, that you've done a TEDx. I have done a TEDx. Um, I, I believe it was about three years ago in um, Lafayette, Indiana. It was a local TED talk, and I spoke about independent businesses and and why it benefits us to shop local businesses. There are a lot so of good reasons. Point, we should we should take and want to, to find those people, and most definitely, uh, I'm going to advocate people that you ought to take and go look online and and find this, and, and listen to to what Beth has to say. She's a you're a pretty awesome presenter. Well, thanks, thank you. Um, it was fun. It's a lot of fun. I just like to get the message out there that independent businesses are are wonderful, and the people who own the businesses contribute a lot to their communities. If you're new to, to a community, if you shop the locally owned stores, you're going to be a part of that community a lot quicker because you get to know people really well that way. Um, they support your teams. You know, they, they go to your churches. I didn't say this in the talk, but I, I had meant to that. Um, you know, I used to go to my – I owned a store, and I used to – go to the funerals of family members of my customers who had died, and I don't think that any of the Walton clan from Walmart does that for their customers. It's just something that is unique to an independent business owner. They, they, you get to be friends with them. They become a part of your life, and their customers become a part of their lives. So, so if everybody will join us when we get together in June, as we're going to take and visit with Beth Carroll. And in the meantime, we're going to suggest that you uh, go looking online and, and find her. Uh, the title of her talk is Why Shop Local? What's in it for you? And like I said, it's on obviously a YouTube video uh, in TEDx from uh, Lafayette. We hope that you'll take and uh, join us next month. And Beth, we are looking forward to hearing more stories about your business that you had years ago, and we're also interested in hearing more stories about the website and all the neat things as to why people should take and want to be a part of it. And in the interim, uh, for those who are listening, go up to the website smallshopper.com and sign in your business ahead of time before the summer rush gets there so that when people come to your community to visit, they can find you all the easier. And with that, Beth, we will take and look forward to having you join us 
for our, our June event. Great, Tom. Thank you. I look forward to it, too. Well, thank you. We're, we'll be looking forward to visiting with you. Thanks. So that gets us to June, which is just around the corner from um, Independent Retailer Month as a, as a preface to that. We also have some great speakers coming up during the summer. We're going to have Al Calton Johnson. We're going to have Sam Allman. Uh, for those who are in the floor covering uh, industry, he's always been known as the Dean of, of Education. We have uh, Craig Melby coming later, uh, first part of the fall. He's the wizard of uh, lease negotiations. Uh, we've got a pretty awesome packed summer and into the fall already for who all of our uh, our guests going to be for the program. And tonight we're visiting with Crystal Vilkaitis, who's amongst the crowd of the really awesome ones that we managed to find. And not wanting anyone to miss out, here's where to find her. Crystal Vilkaitis is the CEO of Hey, spelled H-E-Y, crystalmedia.com, and it's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, media.com. Phone number for her office in the San Diego area is 858-397-5310. Or if you would like to write to Crystal and talk about the specifics for your business, her email is crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, at crystalmedia.co. Did I get all that right, Crystal? You did, yeah. Okay, got that one. So let me ask this question. All the social media out there, which ones, I mean, and there's lots of them. We could spend the, the whole hour making up the list of them. What are the social media that you say, no, don't touch them, don't use them? Yeah, so I uh, I say that a lot about Twitter. Um, it, Twitter is has really become this channel of news outlets, like our local news or mainstream news, what's happening, celebrities, a good place to connect with celebrities. It's harder for a local business or small business to really connect with the audience. They move so quickly. They're short and sweet tweets, and so to really kind of get people to see what you're tweeting, you need to be tweeting a lot every day. And for an independent in knowing that their time is very valuable and often limited in trying to choose where is the best place for me to spend my time, Twitter is just not going to get you the kind of results as a Facebook or Instagram. So, um, you know, if Twitter is working for anybody who's listening, then keep doing it. But we have found, we've even tested this with several retailers. It's the weakest link. We weren't able to drive much traffic in and um, like we were able to with Facebook or Instagram. So. Okay. Anyone else on the no list? Um, you know, with Pinterest, like I said earlier, if you don't sell online, Pinterest is a really great place to link over because you're pinning images or videos and then sending people over to a website to buy it or learn more. So if you don't have an up-to-date website or you're not selling online and you really need to connect with the local audience, people really aren't turning to Pinterest to find our local small business to shop from. So that, I just, I wouldn't even waste your time there unless you do sell online. Uh, LinkedIn, depending on the industry, you know, I know you have a, a, a wide range of listeners today. If you are a service provider, LinkedIn could be really great um, because it's that B2B, the business-to-business -business platform. If, if you're not trying to build your business connections there, people really aren't going to LinkedIn to find a local business to shop from. It's more so networking, business connections, finding a job. So, again, your time would be better spent elsewhere. Okay. Uh, let me ask you about one that I've seen. How about Foursquare? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I, I would not use Foursquare so much time there. Um, my thing is on all these platforms, you can ha list your information, you should, your address, your phone number, your email, kind of an optimized bio in case somebody is active on Foursquare and is searching and can find you. And then if they're checking in still on Foursquare and, and networking there, they'll find you. But not a place that you need to be actively on every day or every week. Okay. okay. Now, what about using tools? And in managing your social media, what about using tools like Hootsuite and uh, Social Oomph? 
Yeah, so those can be good. It, it does depend on what social media platforms you're using. Um, Hootsuite is a really great tool to use if you are using Twitter, same with social ohms, um, to monitor some of these conversations and keywords and kind of quickly respond to relevant information. With 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 Hootsuite, you know, you can schedule, and I know a lot of our retailers love that because we're trying to save time. These small businesses are busy. And if I can schedule to Facebook and Instagram, and more so Instagram in quotes, you can't totally schedule there yet, and uh, write a blog post even and, and Facebook, get it all out there in one post, then that saves me time versus going to each platform. I'm not a, a fan of that, though, because we've found that when you're scheduling a post using Hootsuite to go to Facebook, the organic reach on it is lower than if you publish directly to Facebook. Or if I'm going to have an Instagram post go out and I'm going to automatically have it go to Facebook as well, well, hashtags work really well on Instagram, but not on Facebook. And so you wouldn't want to share that same content there. So they, there is some unique strategies in the different platforms that we just want to make sure we're optimizing our content for those. Um, but I do really love Hootsuite as using it as a listening tool and setting up different columns that monitors keywords that relate to your industry um, and your location. If you are a local business, if you just sell online, then you wouldn't do that. But that way you're delivered that information right there in those columns. You can reach out to people. You can stay in the know in your industry, find some good content, um, easily share it from some of those people, or connect with influencers can be another great way to use Hootsuite. I don't use social – I don't have a lot of experience there, more so with um, with Hootsuite, but kind of a similar, similar tool. So. Hey, Crystal, how well can you target – uh, social media. Um, you can you can get pretty targeted. I mean, especially Facebook's going to be the best for that, and and Facebook owns Instagram, so you can get the same kind of targeting through Instagram as well. Um, I mean, they they partner with third party data companies. They know a lot about the users as far as even like. They partner with credit card companies, so they know our purchasing behaviors and what types of products we're buying. We can advertise to a mom who's got kids at home that are under the age of three, who lives near our store, who makes 60 grand a year or more, um, and, and who's a trendy mom or a green mom. Like, there's a lot of different demographics and, um, okay. yeah. yeah, very targeted. So. So if I wanted to, let's say I wanted to, uh, uh, and, and pay special interest to this, Tom, because this has, has something to do with you. Let's say that if I wanted to target everybody who, whose name was Al, I could do that. You can, um, and I, you might have seen this. I've seen stuff where it's like targeting me for my name, Crystal, and their shirts, like Crystal is awesome. <laughs> so um, doing some of that specialized, uh, targeting, you do have some of that capability as well with Facebook. Okay. Cool. Are you going to make well, a folks? shirt that Tom is awesome? <laughs> that could be neat. Yeah. We can sell that. <laughs> well, folks, we appreciate you having joined us for another program tonight. Uh, we want to say thanks to you, Crystal, for taking the time from up there in the far west and coming and joining and sharing your information tonight. Appreciate it. You mm -hmm. can make yourself available and share with these folks. Thanks for having me. And to everyone, let me tell you where to find our expert who's on the program tonight so that, uh, again, the purpose of our program is to help you find experts that can help you in your business and uh, invite you to uh, give them a call. Her name is Crystal Vilkaitis. Her email is Crystal at crystalmedia.co, and she spells it C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. And the phone number for Crystal Media is 858-397-5310, and I'll point out her two websites. Hey Crystal, it's H-E-Y, heycrystalmedia.com, and socialedge.co. And with that being said, I think I've covered all of my part. Thank you, Crystal. Appreciate you being here.
Mr. Bill, last words from you. Thanks for having me, Tom. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. Now, I think that before we leave, though, the one thing I've come used to, Tom, is a special sound at at the end of every one of our shows. That's right. It's what Crystal works for. It's what, what we work for. And with that, thanks, everybody. We'll see you in June. It's been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests again next month for e-retailer Conversations right here on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. This is PBN.